Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie, and we are so excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. Today, I've lit our St. Sand candle, which can only mean one thing. That's right, folks. We've brought Melinda back, our MCU special correspondent. We are so excited to have you back because today we are talking about the Disney Plus slash Marvel hit, Ms. Marvel. I am so pumped. Woo! Hi, thank you for having me again. It's a lot of fun. This was a superhero show that young girls could really get into. And Lauren, you were saying you and Lily loved it, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a young, vibrant and fun show. And I love that I was able to watch it with Lily and she's eight years old. Kamala's character is very lovable and relatable and you're immediately rooting for her. Shortly after we went to California Adventure and Lily got to take a picture with Miss Marvel and it was so sweet and it was just another fun strong female character for young girls to look up to and you know she's not perfect. She's at that age where she's figuring everything out. I think girls can really relate to that. Super sweet show. This show aired on Disney Plus this past summer and we have Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan, Matt Lentz as Bruno Corelli, we have Rish Shaw as Cameron, and Nimra Buka as Najma. Okay, let's dish. I was super surprised how much history they threw into the show. I was completely clueless about partition. Kind of embarrassed to admit it, but this was a healthy history lesson on India's history as far as partition goes. Yeah, I think that was one of my favorite parts of the show because, you know, in America, all of our education is Americanized and focused on American history. And yeah, we do have world history in 10th grade. Mm -hmm. At least I did. But again, that's very focused on the Eurocentric history. So... I had no clue what's going on over there. And I was really kind of impressed how Disney and Marvel did not dance around the subject of how the Muslim culture is portrayed in America. They dove right into it. They mentioned those stereotypes. They addressed them head on. Disclaimer, there are some triggering things in this show. America has this way sometimes of of demonizing and then oppressing yeah. certain people groups. We're going to treat you badly, but then make you the bad guy. So it was really beautiful to see this vibrant story and this family life and this close-knit, loving family. We can all relate mm-hmm. to overprotective parents, you know, wanting to be independent and express ourselves, but seeing it through a lens of Kamala mm-hmm. and her culture. It's really beautiful. What about you, Melinda? There's some phrases that have been mentioned because it's uncomfortable to talk about, but there are anti-Semitic conspiracies that the MCU continuously uses in their storytelling. Okay. And one of them was the Illuminantes, which is a very heavy layered anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. So that took me out of the show very quickly. I still enjoy the show. I still watch all six episodes, but as soon as it came up on the screen and it was doodled and illuminated, it hit a nerve. But as far as the partition goes, you're talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. I know one of the directors was saying this is the first time, at least in Hollywood, that partition has been fully portrayed on the screen. So that was also very Mm. interesting. Wow. Okay. So here's the part of the show where we spill the tea. This is your spoiler alert. We have watched Miss Marvel and we are getting into it. All right, Melinda, 
Let's spill the tea on some characters. Who do we have? All right. Well, obviously we have Kamala Khan. And in the comics, she is actually an inhuman. And she possessed an human lineage that was activated when a Terrigan bomb was set off and she was exposed to the mist. She became able to polymorph. And so she has the ability to stretch her body in almost any way imaginable. As in the show, Kamala sneaks from home to go to a party but ends up getting teased by Zoe and Zoe's boyfriend. So she decides to go home and that was when she was exposed to the mists. She woke up and she found herself back at the party and saw that um, Zoe had an accident and fell into the Hudson River, which then Kamala saved her by pulling her to safety, kind of reflecting what happened in the show at the convention center. But of course, in the comics, the media and residents caught wind of it. So she rushed back home and Bruno eventually works with her and modifies a compartment bracelet for her outfit. So it's a series of bangles that have been modified into one so she can store her phone and other small items. That, and she wears it on her left arm. So it's very similar to the bangles that she found from her grandmother's box. And in the comics, her great-grandmother originally used the bangle to take money during partition, and then it was passed down to her grandmother and her mother. So that's how the bangle came to Kamala's possession in the comics. When you say inhuman, does that refer Mm. to her being a djinn? I think at the very end, Bruno mentions to Kamala that there is a mutation in her genes and that the Mm -hmm. bangle was able to activate it. So they're pushing towards Kamala being a mutant. But as far as the comics go, it was a suppressed gene that could only be activated when the person has been exposed to Terrigen Mist. Because in the show, it says that they're djinns, so genies almost, right? Yeah, they're from another dimension. Is that in the comics? No. Interesting, okay. No, not that I'm aware of. She is an inhuman, and that is where she gets her powers from. They don't mention the genie aspect of it in the comics. What do we know about Bruno? (laughs) All right. Well, Bruno lived with his grandparents. He is Italian American and they struggled to make ends meet in the comics. The cons offered to pay for Bruno's school fees and encouraged Kamala to sit with him. And they bonded over a show that is very much related to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> That's until they became friends over that show. But Bruno is very smart. So the gadget he made for Kamala's dad, the gadget he made for Kamala's cosplay. In the comics, he studies at a prestigious school in Wakanda where he becomes good friends with T'Challa's nephew. Wow. Wow. A very smart person. Yeah. He would be a good fit in Wakanda. I wonder if they're going to have him go there in the future, but we'll see. It'll be interesting. So he doesn't have any like special powers. He's just very smart. No, he's like a Tony Stark. <laughs> Next up, Nakia Bahadir. And Nakia and Kamala become friends when they're young. She is from a Turkish family and belongs to the same mosque as Kamala and her family. And she's also a social activist in the comics as well. So very similar to the MCU show that as much as I was able to find out about Nakia. I love their friendship. Yes. I loved how outspoken she was and how driven she was with Kamala rooting for her the whole time. I was like, Kamala's her best friend and cheerleader. I love this. Queen supporting <laughs> queens. Yes, please. Especially that scene in the bathroom where Kamala is freaking out because of her powers, but Nakia thinks it's something else. <laughs> so they right. have that one-on-one talk. I love how Nakia just didn't take no for an answer as far as being like on the council in her mosque and she's like heck to the no 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to run. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't back down. She goes for what she wants. Up next, we have Zoe Zimmer. Also very similar to the comics. She's the popular girl in high school, dated the star athlete. And she's also the first person rescued by Miss Marvel when she fell into the Hudson. But in the show, it was because of the accident at the convention center. And then during the convergence, think of Thor in the Dark World where all the realms aligned. So during that event, she basically has an existential crisis and re evaluated her entire life and rekindled her friendship with Kamala and Nakia. So that is Zoe in a nutshell. Yeah, I did not expect Zoe to come around at the end. Mm -hmm. I wrote her off as like a self-absorbed teenager. Yeah, she portrayed it very well. It came very naturally to her. Let me put Mm -hmm. it that way. So Kamran is next. And in the comics, he grew up with his parents in Jersey City and they were close with the Khan family. His family moved to Houston when he was five years old. And the night that Kamran and his family moved back to Jersey City was the same night he was also exposed to the Terrigen mists that Kamala was also exposed to. He was unpacking his things, had the window open, and the mists just came right through into his room. And sometime after his Terrigenesis, before reuniting with Kamala, he was recruited by a mob boss known as Lineage. And he eventually befriends Kamala, and they bond over their shared interests, even when on a date. But then one day, Kamran offered Kamala to drive her to school, and instead he kidnapped her and took her to Lineage. His powers include bioluminescence, which means his body emits a glowing bluish white light and biokinetic charges. He can channel stored energy in his body by discharging it as a shock or by transferring the energy into an object, causing it to glow and explode. So that is Kamran. Very similar to the MCU show. And then we have Kareem and Kareem's alias is Red Dagger. His mother and Kamala's maternal aunt attended the same secondary school together. He lived with Kamala's grandmother while studying for his university entrance exams. And at night he protected the people as Red Dagger. During one of these nights in Pakistan, he met Miss Marvel and and quickly figured out she was living abroad and he asked her to be more careful in other people's territory but clearly it was advice that he could have followed himself because he ends up being an exchange student in New Jersey because of Kamala he continues to fight crime as Red Dagger so eventually they run into each other and they suspect each other's double lives but they never actually tell each other their true identity that's funny. interesting because <laughs> they make a good team they do make a very good team the other character or entity that made an appearance again in the MCO is Department of Damage Control, which we've seen these agents in No Way Home. Mm-hmm. They are a initially a subsidiary of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was first mentioned by Coulson back in Iron Man. Tony agreed with the federal government for a joint venture that would contain and repair the damage caused by the battles between the superheroes and villains. And the first Department of Damage Control agent appeared in Spider-Man Homecoming with Agent P, who's the same agent in No Way Home and he's now in Miss Marvel and they claim jurisdiction over all the superhero events and apprehend anyone with superpowers so we might see more of them in future projects you found a ton of easter eggs as I was going through your notes I was kicking myself I was like I did not catch any of these I was just so engaged in the show and I was like this she has her masters in the MCU that's what she does mm-hmm. episode one what'd you find okay well this is cute so we all know that Kamala she's a huge Tony Stark fan she's wearing the retro aviator glasses that are very similar to Tony Stark's during her driving lesson and then Avenger Khan is held at Camp Lai which is the military base where Steve Rogers trained and where he was chosen for the super soldier program. I noticed this one. There was a booth for new Asgard tours (laughs) and people were selling Asgard pride shirts, which I mean, I want one. So if any of the stores out there are going to make it, I'm getting it. (laughs) 
the idea that AventureCon was held at Camp Life. When I read that, I was like, how did I not catch that? But also right in the feels. Yeah. What better place to have AventureCon than the founding member of Avengers? I was wondering why it looked familiar, that space. Okay. It looked familiar to me. I'm like, is this like an airplane hangar? Have I seen this before? What is this? Episode two, Kamala and Cameron briefly discuss Kingo and Kingo Sr. while they're in the cafe, which we know in Eternals, it's the same person. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> um, and then also the Trust of Road delivery truck is in the end credit scenes from Hawkeye. That's Marvel magic right there. When I read that, I was like, why didn't Kingo make an appearance just to like be yeah. the fifth wheel? It's like people are hoping that she meets up with him and he goes back to her new, to New Jersey. And I'm always like, how do you know him? He's a friend from work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that happens. Oh, we have to manifest that one. <laughs> That would be so good. Just have him show up in Miss Marvel and the Marvels. Yes. Episode three. Okay. So the bangle found in the temple at the beginning of the episode is connected to a blue severed arm, which I mean, there's several races in the comics that have blue skin, but so far in the MCU, we've been introduced to the Kree. And now with the new Wakanda Forever trailer, the Atlanteans were speculating who owned the arm. <laughs> In the temple. The creed totally checks out because that was in Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another thing that you could miss, but it was also right in your face. As the temple starts to collapse, you can actually see the symbol for the 10 rings on the ground. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, I totally missed it. And I saw it the second time. I was like, it's right there. How did I miss it? Oh, because we all did. You're a ninja. And then of course, Bruno mentions Dr. Eric Selvig when he tells Kamala he has read a paper about interdimensional travel. Episode six. I actually saw a TikTok video on this one. The fabric on Kamala's costume on the upper arm is actually a pattern that is associated with the region where Karachi is located in Pakistan. Kind of think like Scotland with its, this is a really broad example, but think of Scotland with, with its kilts. Oh, okay. And the different yeah. tartans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I love that. Good mm-hmm. analogy. The X-Men class of 97 theme song is played when Bruno tells Kamala she has a mutation in her genes. Like a what? few notes. Oh my like, gosh. She is an inhuman in the comics and the, I read online has stated that the original intent for Kamala was for her to be a mutant, not an inhuman. They might be following that original storyline. And then of course the end credit scene where Kamala switches places with Captain Marvel. Ah, that was probably I, my favorite. I was hoping she'd make an appearance and she did. There was a huge debate online whether or not Kamala polymorphed to look like Captain Marvel because she has that power in the comics or if it was Captain Marvel herself. My theory is that Kamala was transported to wherever Captain Marvel was. And so now Captain Marvel is in New Jersey and she's got to figure her way to get back to where she was and with this kid stranded in space somewhere. <laughs> that scene in itself hyped me so much for the Marvel's movie. Mm-hmm. That was what I was looking for. This show in general, great for kids and families. I love that aspect of it, but I was like, okay, when's Danvers going to show up they're talking about Danvers <laughs> she's talking about Danvers throughout the whole show how could you have Miss Marvel and no Captain Marvel I was so happy to see that and then apparently like, people were kind of speculating that the shape that Kamala takes when she's transported is the same shape as the signal that Wong, Shang-Chi and Katie look at at the end credit scene in Shang-Chi they're with Bruce and Danvers so the beacon yeah that beacon okay. so the people are speculating that that's obviously the bangle is somehow related to the Ten Rings favorite scenes slash scenes that hit in the feels and or you related to what okay. do you got what do i got when muniba 
rage cleaned her mother's home in <laughs> Karachi. I could understand that to a T. Mm-hmm. And Kamala going to her first con, her first Avenger con reminded me when I went to my first convention around the same age that Kamala was. I was in high school and I was a freshman and it was a Hercules Xena convention up in Pasadena. And of course it was also when young Hercules was also on air and I had got some great pictures, you know, for the actors to sign, but my dad was very adamant that he did not want to stay and he needed to go home and build the office computer. So we weren't able to get anything. (laughs) But I just remember like the hallway of like all the actors at their tables to sign all this stuff. That was, that was great. And then when, of course, she's sitting at her desk and she's working on her YouTube, it reminded me when I was also in high school and I would be working on my live journal icons on my Adobe Photoshop, right? Like it just, it just brought me back. And then another one of my favorite scenes was when Muniba realizes why her mom kept all those candy boxes and Kamala comes home really late that one night and she's just sitting there eating them invites Kamala to sit down with her and she's like these are awful (laughs) (laughs) she's eating like every single one and of course when the conversation on the rooftop with her dad and he's like your name means Marvel and she goes you name me after Carol Danvers right so cute that tied the show in really well Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there it is. That's like the title of the new movie. Makes complete sense now. Right. <laughs> I loved the scene when Kamala, she gets transported back to like the 1940s mm-hmm. and she's the one that saves her grandma. So her great grandma is the one that, you know, basically reaches out to her magically. And she's the one who saved her grandma. And her grandma was thought to be crazy this whole time. And she's like, I walked on a pathway of stars. I don't know. I just got the chills in that moment where she was able to go back and save her grandma as a little girl and just tie it all together. I loved her great grandma's story as Mm, far as yeah just from start to finish how she met her grandpa all these beautiful flowers and how she raised her her daughter Kamala's grandma it was just a beautiful story in general her great grandma's story with the bangle beautifully done yeah it was so vibrant you kind of forget what show you're watching for a bit you do you're like because you're transported yeah you're transported and it was really beautifully done and now it's time for the fangirl spotlight of the week Fangirls podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom-made fandom-inspired artwork in digital download form with prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Marvel, Downton Abbey, and more. You are sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. We are offering 10% off our Etsy store with the code FANGIRL. Link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes. Fangirls podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can dish and spill the tea with more fangirls and fanguys like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and listen to all of our latest episodes. We love hearing from you, so connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called The Fangirl's Favorite Things, inspired by your favorite fandoms. All the information will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. We here at Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Marvel, Marvel Entertainment, Marvel Comics, Marvel Studios, The Walt Disney Company, Disney Plus, 20th Century Fox, and no, I'm not doing Get Help. Ha 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 ha!
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.